Welcome back to These Amazing Places. This is show 271 for the week of April 28th. Hope this show finds everybody well. On this week's show, it's going to be Adam and Cameron and myself, and we're going to be talking Radiator Springs Racers. So uh, we're going to uh, have a discussion about the racers and the attraction itself with a lot of tips and things on how best to, uh, to attend this attraction. We're then going to play uh, cue audio and then ride audio, and then we're going to get you out of here for another week. If you haven't done so yet, please go out and subscribe to us on youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces. You can also find us now on Facebook at facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces. Go out and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash amazingplaces. And you can also contact us, and we'd love to hear from you anytime with anything that you've uh, got maybe to add to our shows. You can find us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Thanks a lot, everybody, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Bye. This is Adam, and I'm going to be covering the news for the week of April 27th, 2014. On this week's news, we're starting off with Star Wars Weekend's information. Uh, Just for your information, the dates for those would be May 16th through June 15th. And here's a rundown of some of the people that will be showing up in Disney's Hollywood Studios for Star Wars Weekends. Weekend number one is Ahmed Best, who plays Jar Jar Binks, Peter Mayhew, which is Chewbacca, and Vanessa Marshall, who plays Hera Sindola on Star Wars Rebels. Weekend 2 includes Warwick Davis, who is Wicket, uh, Jeremy Bullock, who is Boba Fett, um, and Taya Sykar, which is Sabine Wren in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Also, Weekend 3, Ray Park is Darth Maul. John Ratzenberger will be there, who is Mayor Bren Derlin from Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, and he's also on Cheers and has some stuff, some work with Pixar. Uh, Taylor Gray will be there, who plays Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels. Weekend 4, Mark Hamill, big one this year. Of course, he's Luke Skywalker from the original episodes, and he'll be in Episode 7. Um, Ray Park, Darth Maul. Billy D. Williams, who plays Lando Calrissian, will be there. And Taylor Gray, again, Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels. Also on Weekend 5, which is June 13th through the 15th, this one is D. Bradley Baker, who plays Captain Rex on The Clone Wars, several other things. Cat Tabor, uh, additional characters from The Clone Wars. Tom Kane, who plays Yoda, and the series narrator and several additional characters from The Clone Wars. Matt Lanter, who plays Anakin Skywalker and other additional characters from The Clone Wars. And finally, Steve Blum, who plays Zeb Aurelius from Star Wars Rebels. Added new this year, of course, is Week 5 to the editions of Star Wars Weekends. That was a surprise, because they've been doing four weekends from now. And also several uh, other things, including the Feel the Force package, and I'm going to read this from the Disney Parks blog. During Star Wars Weekends, fans will be immersed in a galaxy far, far away, and now a special Feel the Force dining event gives you VIP status for viewing for the Star Wars Legends of the Force motorcade, plus a nightly dessert party featuring the event's popular Darth Vader cupcakes, and up-close viewing of the Symphony in the Stars fireworks spectacular. The Legends of the Force Star Wars Celebrity Motorcade viewing experience is at 11 a.m. to noon each day. Soft drinks, water, and a snack will be provided. The dessert party is 9 to 10 p.m. with fireworks starting at approximately 9.45. To keep it extra special, capacity is limited. Along with the VIP viewing for the motorcade and entry into the Symphony in the Stars fireworks dessert party, you'll receive a special souvenir Disney PhotoPass card that can be linked to your Disney account and include a series of Star Wars weekend photos. The Feel the Force dining event will take place every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday during Star Wars weekends, which is May 16th through the 15th through June 15th. Cost is $54 for adults, $32 uh, ages 3 to 9, including tax and gratuity. Walk-up sales will be available until Feel the Force premium package is sold out. To purchase the packages, go to DisneyWorld.com spring or call 407-WDW-DINE. Um, also, this is uh, another announcement, 
the another one, another news item, I guess you want to say. Uh, Anna and Elsa have now officially moved to their uh, place in Fairy Tale Hall over in the Magic Kingdom. So be sure and get your Fast Pass Plus as soon as possible to eliminate those three to four hour waits that have been happening. Something else, jumping over to Universal. Uh, basically, Universal has not announced Diagon Alley's opening, but there was quite uh, quite the news there last week when they kind of had a conference call about it because Comcast is now a large part of Universal and Universal Studios Florida. They basically said, I'll just read this. This is from the Orlando Sentinel. The parent company of Universal Orlando signaled Tuesday that it expects the highly anticipated Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley to open by the end of June. They go on to talk about it, basically saying that it's going to help them. Uh, Universal also had quite an interesting thing where they were going to, the Today Show was going to be there, who is a parent company of the Today Show, is Universal um, Comcast. And they were going to announce, uh, they basically announced that they were going to broadcast live from Universal Orlando. And that got canceled on Wednesday of that week, so it was kind of an odd speculation that they sort of did this, and it was basically that there were rumors announced that the official date was going to be announced on the Today Show, so they kind of did that. There's also speculation that they may compete with Disney's event that's happening this Friday on May 2nd, but I'll talk more about Disney's event here in a second. Another news item, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train has achieved a milestone overnight when uh, Walt Disney Imagineering has removed the final construction walls from around the attraction. This is from the Disney blog, Disney Parks blog. Uh, they show photos of the entrance, the standby and fast pass entrances, and it says Seven Dwarves Mine Train is scheduled to open later this spring. Stay tuned to the Disney Parks blog for more news and information on that. Something to say to that. I think there's a very good chance that they're going to announce this on Friday, May 2nd, during the media event. We will not be there. However, you can stay tuned to Twitter and many other websites. Uh, I'm sure people will be broadcasting live like crazy. This is the usual thing where uh, Disney does their summer thing. and uh, I, I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago, but this is uh, last summer they did the Mike Wazowski monstrous, monstrous summer announcement there on uh, Spaceship Earth. and It was quite a feat. Uh, just getting to see that and they even even built it up on uh, the Disney Parks blog where they showed some of the technology involved there. And the final and biggest announcement that came out this week which is very awesome uh, comes from the updates on the My Magic Plus and FastPass Plus experience. I'm going to read this. This is again from the Disney Parks blog. A few weeks ago we shared the latest plans for My Magic Plus and gave a look at more changes to come. We saw a great response and interest in the news. Many of you expressed excitement about the evolution of FastPass Plus and the fact that we the fact that we were working on ways to provide our guests with the ability to add more Fast Plus, plus entitlements in addition to the three they can plan in advance and, feature, and a feature that enabled the ability to make those additional selections while park hopping. So that is very cool because you can now, uh, here we go, starting Monday. So you're, you're listening to this, I'm sure, on the week of Monday unless you're listening to it late. But anyway, it's been announced. Starting Monday, after guests have used their first three FastPass Plus selections, they will be able to select another one at one of the kiosks located in each of the WDW parks. When they've used that one, they'll be able to select another and so on, ultimately providing guests with even more ways to customize their Walt Disney World vacation. We've announced this. Here's the next part. Guests will also be able to select and use their additional FastPass Plus entitlements when they hop from park to park. As we've said from the beginning, My Magic Plus will continue to evolve over time with the aim of continuing to improve our guests' experience with us and in response to feedback from our guests. Today's news is another chapter of the story, and we look forward to sharing more with you as we continue to roll out and refine My Magic Plus. Continue checking the Disney Parks blog for more details. So there you have it, guys. It's a pretty good announcement. We've been wondering about this for a while. Essentially, that means you need to go to the park, uh, plan your three FastPass Pluses out in advance, of course, highly recommended, and then when you get there, use them up, and then you can continue to park hop after that point or stay within the park and add additional fast passes to that. Very cool. We'll talk more about it on the show, and I'm sure that's something that uh, the four of us will get together and we'll have a good discussion. So until then, that's the news for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and... If you have any more questions or you want to add any, to anything of our news items, don't forget you can email us, podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. 
and uh, will interact with us on Twitter, YouTube, and Flickr, and all of our multimedia and media social media that we have going out there. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I'm going to take a break here, and we'll be back with another show. Welcome back, everybody. On today's show, uh, we have, once again, Cameron and Adam, and we are talking Radiator Springs racers. So uh, let's kick things off here. We're going to give you some general information, as we do on uh, all or most of our attraction shows. We'll have some discussion about the the attraction itself, and then we'll play you some audio. So say hello, guys. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hey, everybody. Okay, and so let's get into Radiator Springs racers. For anybody who doesn't know what this attraction is, what is it, Cameron? Uh, this is, I would have to say, we're all, you know, you guys talk about Disney World a lot. This is kind of like Test Track, but Test Track and like a dark ride combined. So you have a little bit of a storyline to it and you have a race at the end. Which is kind of like Test Track was at one time with the whole testing plant and all that stuff. Right, yes. And this one kind of, um, do you want me to go through the ride or the line, or what do you want me to Well, about? I think, well, I mean, I just wanted to get a little bit of an idea out there for people who maybe have no idea. Of course, you know, it's easy to go online and figure out what it's about now, but some people maybe just really didn't have any idea what this even is when they hear Radiator oh, Springs okay. Racing. Um, let me, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you're, you're in, you know, you're in the Cars movie and, you know, you're a car and you're going in, you're just going through like kind of a drive through Ornament Valley and you go through Ornament Valley, you know, where the giant, I don't know what to call it, the giant radiator is, you know, where, you know where he is a race in the movie with the yeah. Doc, yep. Lightning McQueen, that sort of area. is and it, the it really does. Out. I mean, it steals the music yes. and everything from it. I didn't realize how much. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, the waterfall Sally takes McQueen to. Too, you know and it has the music and the crescendo that part does and it, it just takes you kind of a condensed version of like the desert area and then you go inside and this is the dark ride part and then you kind of go through this like intense it's a little intense there's a part where like the mac truck goes in and i i was with a kid one time he got a little scared of it and but it's just because it's dark and that's also that was on test you. track the mac truck thing Yes, it's kind of like that same effect. So I don't know if that scared anybody, but I had a little kid with me one time. And he was a little scared. But after that part, you kind of go into this little chaos where you almost went into a train. You almost went into other cars, kind of like how Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was. And then you slow down, and then the cop comes out, the cop car from the movie. is a like, whoa, slow down. You're not racing yet. So he'll say that, and then you kind of go through the little storyline part. Okay. This like This is really like a dark ride that's kind of slow. Okay, so that gives stuff. everybody a brief description of what this thing is uh, like. Let's hit uh, height requirements and uh, additional information there. So height requirements, first are, uh, first of all, is 40 inches or 102 centimeters. Uh, it is uh, Disney Fast Pass on the Disney Fast Pass. Oh, I got to talk about this Fast Pass. Yeah, go ahead. This is kind yeah. of a big deal here. This is just like Toy Story Mania in Florida. When these fast passes run out probably an hour after the park opens, and this is where every single person runs to when they are after rope drop. So you'll see a huge line for the fast pass. <laughs> like as soon as you walk in, it's like almost like nobody gets on the ride. It's kind of funny that way. So basically, this is not the attraction that you want to cross over from uh, uh, Disneyland over into DCA at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and think you're going to get right on the uh, on No, radio because after rates. that, it's just like an hour. It's an hour all day if you're lucky. It'll go up to two hours, and it'll just get high. But and let me talk about the single rider line now. That's fine. Yeah, that's this what's next. This single rider line, and this thing gets me to go on it every single time because a single rider line is amazing. It's probably at most... I don't know. I've seen it get high. It's probably 30 minutes for single rider, but it's not the hour and a half line you go in. Let's say the ride is 60 minutes long. I think, I believe the fast pass will only be like 15 minutes, or the fast pass, I'm sorry. The single rider line will only be 15 minutes. So I, I usually can't get there to get the fast pass. Usually no one can. I mean, 
you have to plan it and you have to be like the first, I don't know, 100 people in line and they're gone. All right, so I got a question about that, which may uh, make sense why this, why the numbers go this way. Is the car ride, is, are there six people in the car? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the way this was in Test Track, whenever you could see the single rider line, it's pretty obvious most families or parties are around four or five, which obviously leaves one or two single riders to be able to ride into a car. Is that probably what's happening, the reason this is going so quick? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. usually it's like even number of people. Yeah. So, so cool. That makes sense. Cool. How long, and so usually if you're doing single rider, you're going to end up in a seat with, with somebody you don't know, correct? Right, yes, but it's it's the only way to me. I mean, honestly, I have never waited in this line. Well, and is it is it uncomfortable? I mean, you're not right up against them or anything. No, right? no. Um, well, it's as close as Test Track is. Okay. So you're kind of close, but I don't know. Well, just, I, <laughs> I would just say don't make it awkward. And just Listen, I, I, yeah, I recorded, I used streamed for uh, guys. Well, Adam was one of them back at work and whoever else was watching. And a lady was sitting right next to me because I did single rider to get in quickly. So I'm holding my phone up in the air, you streaming and laughing and talking and stuff during this time. And I think the lady thought I was out of my mind. So, <laughs> Well, it, nothing can be more awkward than riding the front ride at Expedition Everest with some dude who had like goth hair and craziness. <sighs> and That's right. You did here that. Here I dude. am. Here I am with the microphone and uh, and a bag and stuff and yeah, it was a little awkward, but he didn't say a word, so the recording ended up coming out good and it was just funny. So, <laughs> yeah. but you're like, okay, we might have to ride this again. He was, yeah. you know what he was probably thinking, and I thought I was going to be the weird one getting on this ride. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this guy's all so. geared up with a microphone. Looks like he's working for the NSA. Yeah, yeah, anybody yeah. listening, you'll know who we are if we're in the parks. And I'm the one with the iPhone out, like in front of me, walking with my iPhone in front of me. You guys probably have the backpacks full of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the one who I'm looks like tall. I'm on a 50-day hike. Yeah, and I'm the tall, freakish dude that's got 15 devices hanging off my <laughs> hands. <you know? laughs> yeah, hey, that's the way I was doing well, it here, guys. It was kind of funny because I had the recorder and the video out, and I was like, man... I don't know how I look right now, but I'm just going to try not to think about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, a, a reference also, just to think of, think about um, even if you're in a party of four or five, I mean, there's a chance that you're going to be still sitting next to somebody you don't know anyway. So single rider or not, you're sitting next to someone you don't know, you know, uh, most of the time. So Yeah, it's not yes. that big a deal. I just yeah. wondered, yeah, I wondered, you know, for anybody who maybe feels... Uh, you know, gee, what would that be like? And I couldn't do that because that would freak me out too much. Yeah, if it freaks you out, then don't do it. If it's going to ruin your experience, then don't do it. I, yeah, I can't imagine. Just say hey to the person and get on. Get on with yeah. having fun. Absolutely. Well, one, one of the bigger things, I think, in terms of single rider, though, is that, you know, if you're if you're hanging out with your family and you all want to ride in the same car, that's more fun to ride in the same car rather than if you know there's five again each one's in a different car and then there's five different cars sort of gives you a different you know now this ride it might be a little cool because you do race at the end so it might be cool to race against your family member but at the same time you know that's mostly what people are going to the parks with a group of people family friends or whatever and they all want to do it all at the same time so anyway yeah well i'd have to say this one a lot of families do break up just so they can go on it i mean uh, I never so they don't waste that, so much this time. one i saw a group of like i think a group of six and they were all in different cars and i was like wow and like the little kid was like next to me you know what i mean it's kind of funny i was like okay <laughs> yeah that's cool. cool okay so uh this thing is wheelchair and ECV accessible. Uh, you must transfer though from oh, the wheelchair. One more thing ECV. about that, guys. Yeah. If you have a wheelchair, they made the queue so it hits, so it fits a wheelchair. So there's no going in the back of this line. Oh, good. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but then, so then you get down to the end of it, and there's probably a breakout point. Well, it's from funny because I, I see people go up to the entrance and go, "Where's the wheelchair entrance?" And they're like, "Right here." Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't, I don't have any problem I with that. I think they're gonna just start doing that now. I mean, that's the only way to solve that problem, you know. Well, and I don't see why they didn't kind of to begin with. Um, yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, because a lot of times it's you still end up loading with everybody else. So the only thing 
they're doing. I mean, the one place I can think of would be um, Splash Mountain in uh, Magic Kingdom. The reason why you really can't there is because you're going up and down steps and stuff, and so yeah, they well, work yeah. you around there, you know, to keep you on flat ground right up to the loading zone. Well, let's face it. I mean, depending on how old the attraction is, we all, I don't know, Doug and I, we've always talked about the Haunted Mansion being that Connor could never see the stretching room. It's like, oh man, he never got to see that thing and how now he can and stuff like that. You know, obviously they changed the queue huge, you know, big time. Now, you know, old attractions are now getting to that point. So, yeah, I think it's a little more difficult for them to pull some of that off in Disneyland. But, but right. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the attractions they're building now are great for wheelchair. Um, yeah. So, anyway, they're, 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 they're ready for that for the next attractions. I know that they have that in mind. Totally yeah, well, and they, yeah, they should. I mean, get them ready for the next, whatever, 50 years. Um, there's no reason now why they can't design an attraction for uh, wheelchair accessibility. And I understand not everything can be wheelchair accessible. It just can't. And yeah. whatever. I, I mean, I, my son absolutely understands that. So for anybody out there who thinks that everybody who's in a wheelchair feels entitled that they should be able to get on every attraction, uh, it, that's not always so. Anyway. No, but at the, at the same time, Disney does do their best job, and I think they're one of the best parks to be able to do experience this kind of stuff if you're in a wheelchair. There's a there's so. a reason why you see so many people in the parks in wheelchairs yep. because they're extremely accommodating to you. Yep. So, so I I have I absolutely would agree with that. Uh, for any faults that Disney might have or anybody might think they have, uh, as far as helping with uh, accessibility. They can't, I just don't think they can be topped. Yep. Okay, cool. so back to the attraction itself. So um, uh, the queue, the line is all outside, Cameron? Yes, the line is all outside, and it's it's just a bunch of switchbacks, the regular line. Honestly, I'd never waited in it, but it's, it's it looks long, and it's just a bunch of switchbacks. And uh, is it all under roof? Yes, it is under roof. It, it's, yeah. And are the only one that's not under roof is actually the single rider line in the fast pass queue. And so, um, uh, are there fans and stuff like that blowing out there to keep everybody cooled off? Yeah, there's a fans and um, there's fans in the. I don't know if there's fans where the single rider. See, they really thought about this because the standby line is way away from the single rider line and the fast pass line. So they were prepared for everything. There's no congestion at all. And there's lots of separation between the two, or three, I guess. That's great. So you don't see people just buzzing on by you while you're in standby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The the single rider line is kind of on the on one side, and then the fast pass is like right next to it. And then on completely kind of, I guess there's like a little island. And then on the other side is the standby, and they're kind of further away. And so, so now, I, oh, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, have you been in all three? No, I've been in two of them. I've been in the Fast Pass and the Single Rider, but I have never been in the standby line. Right, I, right. I hesitate to go in that one. Yeah, I'm just curious if there's, like, differences where you can, like, stop and, you know, observe some detail that you can't in the others or something. Yeah, I see. I honestly don't know. I hope I hope there is some sort of detail because to me it doesn't look like there's much. Like, so it just looks like a giant switchback to me. Tell me on the attraction itself, if it's raining, do they shut it down? I don't know. I actually don't know that one. It doesn't rain here that often, guys. I think it's rained twice this whole year. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> that's, I guess. that's the only problem with that one. Yeah, that's a real problem more than just with the attraction. But um. Yeah, we have a drought here. so. But, but now I've heard at first or uh, the ride. It is, there's a lot of it that's outside, so I imagine it would. Well, I've know. heard that the, the cars will actually slide if the pavement's wet and they've actually shut it down for that reason. Oh, I had heard that from hmm. some, that sounds like fun, actually. I don't know. I'd heard that from some other California podcasters. Yeah, uh, that, you know, I I think it would. I mean, everything in my head says it would close right away. Well, because there's I, a just, lot. There's a significant amount of it outside. I've never thought with Test Track, do they shut it down? No, they don't. No. Right? No. Really? Um, there is there is there is an extreme though, because like if it's a downpour and it's crazy and you're going 65 outside, I mean, obviously <laughs> the. <laughs> I don't know. The that sounds like fun to me, guys. We don't get yeah. water here. We need water. Yeah. I want to see water. Yeah. 
Have you ever seen, ever heard of Japanese water torture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It'd be like being waterboarded at 65 miles per hour. Seriously. It's like right between the eyes. Yeah. Well, that um, might be no, a pretty, pretty wild ride, I guess. We've, we've been on it when it's been sprinkly and whatnot. Obviously, sprinkly is different than like a downpour, but... Uh, right. You know, Florida I, gets those downpours, so do you think... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Oh, it could happen instantly, too, there. Yeah, so I, that's a good question. Actually. I would think they would shut it down for lightning, since seeing as a, how oh, Orlando's yeah. lightning strike capital of the world. Yeah, they do for yeah. lightning. I've been there for that, so yeah. But, okay. Uh, okay. Here's the question. I, we didn't bring this up on the last show, but, although I guess the last show was uh, Inside Attraction. This one it has an inside and outside, so have you ever ridden it at night, and is there a difference at night, or how does that compare? Oh, yeah, I have, actually. And the night is just the lighting. The lighting is amazing at night. It looks really cool. The Disney, uh, Disney, Daily, Disneyland Daily videos show the uh, ride at night out on the track. Cool. So... Yeah, and I'm, it's it. That was a hard video, guys. You'll see my finger make an appearance because the the thing was hard to hold. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was you'll just see curious. it at night. It's just it's just kind of lit up. I don't think the speed or anything's any different. It just it's just darker and, and just the lighting looks cool because the whole ornament valley looks all lit up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like Expedition Everest during the day, Expedition Everest at night, Walt Disney World. There you go. I mean, it's see. I need to do Animal Kingdom at night. Never done that. Yeah. Well, then, uh, then again, that is a park that's not open very late at night. Yeah. Although now it'll be changing. But anyway, uh, I let's only hope it's assume... changed by September. Yeah. Mm, I know. I, I know. Yeah. Probably not till next summer. We're not going to be seeing the blue people yet. Yeah, they need to hold back something for 2015. They don't have much going on, and so they need. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Avatar's not open by then. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's a tangent. Yeah, that's... Um, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, Radiator Springs is obviously slammed all the time, so they're going to yes. be open up way late. And if if you guys even had extra magic hours in the evening, they would totally be open and all that stuff. So the the nighttime, I'm sure, is pretty cool just okay. to see all that. And Cameron, I got to ask you something. I always think about this. Do they have uh, like water or drink stands that you can you pass while you're in line? Uh, no, I don't think so. Actually. The reason why I think of this, do you remember on Forbidden Journey, Adam, when you were outside? They yep. had those, they had stands, little like stands. They're carts that had ice water, stuff like that, that you could purchase while you were in line. They have stuff, you know, you go down the in the street, and I think they have some sort of stand by before the line, but there's I don't, there's nothing I really noticed, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Well, how how hot does it get? Like in Disneyland, temperature-wise, uh, upper probably uh, not really humidity. See, the heat isn't so bad. It's uh. more of a dry heat. It's more tolerable, but you can get like sunburned and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys yeah. get sea breeze. See, see the highest. I mean, you can, it could get up into the hundreds here. I mean, upper nineties and stuff. Okay. I guess it's different when it's you know consistently nineties, ninety-five, nineties, and it's humid in Orlando see, for months. Exactly you know. Right. Because here it'll be, it's kind of weird weather. It'll be like 60 one day high, and then it'll be the next day 80. It's like every day here is a different temperature. Okay. Yeah. So you just got to kind of, I don't know, wear, I'd say wear layers and just bring bottled water or whatever. So I don't know. But I don't say it's as, as urgent as it is in Florida. Because even I, when I walk around Florida, man, you're sweating. If you don't eat enough or drink enough water, you really just kind of stop. I mean, here it's not as bad, but it can get hot here. And technically, I mean, for me, 60s can be short and t-shirt. And obviously, you're still in short and t-shirt when it gets to 90s. 60s are like sweaters and... See, that <laughs> cracks me up. <laughs> well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it depends on what you're used to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you'll, you'll, see the, you'll see the culture differences on those days when it's like, when it's cold to us. And then all the people from like Ohio and Minnesota are like in tank tops. <laughs> And they're like pale. It's like whoa. Yeah. yeah what happened? Still exactly. wearing the snow? No. Oh, okay. They must have spent yeah. a lot of time in the hospital recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, okay. Okay. But yeah, there's this queue. Is I mean, I, I say it's okay. It's okay. It's not as detailed. There's. I mean, it makes you feel like you're kind of waiting in a rest area in the middle of the desert. You know, and there's little cars things everywhere. There's posters. Really, and, the the view is amazing, isn't it? I mean, oh, while yeah. you're standing in the queue, you can see 
the track and everything, can't you? Uh, no. Uh, it depends on where you are in the queue. I See, think there's there is a part of the queue that goes to what you're talking about. Okay. But yeah, that is pretty cool. So what's what's to keep you entertained while you're in this line? Uh, you know, what, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to ask my wife because she actually waited in it one time with the, our niece and nephew, but it sounded like there was not much to me. That could be brutal with kids. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You better I don't. I, I honestly don't know how it's that long all the time. I don't know how people can do it. Um, describe, I know where it's at from a YouTube uh, video, but where the two racers can, are racing each other and there's just a couple of hills kind of going. I saw a video of someone in a, either they were in a line or they were walking next to the attraction and there's signs at that area where they're sort of like you have to read them as you drive to kind of go in. Yeah, a, like that's a as you walk. It's like the old sheriff and then it says something else. You know, I'll have to try and get a video of that. Okay, so that area. Yeah, that's, is... a, that's a walk. That's the walkway. And you know what? That's that area is really neat to walk because that's by Flo's Diner. And kind of Flo's Diner in the back, it opens up to that valley. Let's and see. you can just walk down that street. That's like, like some of the most amazing pictures and video that I've ever seen is from that area. Yeah, yeah I, it's be all right. I begged Cameron. There's just chairs. You could just chill back there and just feel like yeah. you're not anywhere. Remember, that's I begged awesome. you to get a picture from there. And you did. So. Yeah. So that that is not part of the line. No, that's just that's just okay. a yeah, it's just a path to get somewhere else. So in essence, if you really want, so the queue is not necessarily made to be that way, but you can no. get areas yeah, like you that. Yeah, you can look at you can yeah. look at the ride going and just pass by it. That's probably the best way to do it. Okay. Just walk by it and watch it go. Cool. Yeah. I I guess, again, I think of Animal Kingdom and how you just have to find places to sit and relax and look, and you can explore that way, which is not even a queue or a line. You just have to find it. That's sort yeah. of what this area looks like, sounds like. And I think people forget it's back there because it kind of it leads to the wharf area of the California Adventure, and uh, sometimes there's a lot. There actually people do know about it because sometimes there's a lot of people, but then they're going to go in some days and there's no one back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a really neat little area that you can just kind of hide away from cool we'll have to do a walking tour of it just sort of like what we were trying to do with animal kingdom and yeah stuff absolutely. yeah like show where it's at so people know oh turn here oh there it is you know or whatever yeah so. actually that's a good idea we'll get that camera and stick it up in your head the back, through the yeah if i can go in through the back through the wharf it's like it just kind of appears out of nowhere cool and so yeah. cool. last thing here with the cars are they all basically the same car just different colors uh, yeah, I'd say so. And they have eyeballs on the windshields, correct? Yeah, they have eyes on the windshield, but you cannot see them from the, the inside out. You can only see them from the outside in. Cool. Yeah, because you, you don't want to, you know, obviously they don't want to obstruct your view. So it's kind of like, I was like, why are they doing that? Then I got in the car and didn't even notice they were there. That's funny. But, okay. But this, it's the six-passenger uh, test track car, pretty much. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is it all right if we go through some of my questions, too, just to yeah, make sure we covered cool. them all? All right, sure. age appropriateness of this ride. Um, I would go younger than um, Indiana Jones, but it does have a high requirement. What was that? Forty inches. Uh, uh, let's see. Yes. Yeah, forty inches. And, yeah, and yeah. I don't know how old that is. What is that like? Eleven, twelve? Uh, it all depends. I mean, yeah, uh, like my <laughs> granddaughter, she's four, and she's yeah, not that tall. But there are a lot of kids that aren't that tall even when they're older. So. Yeah, see, the, the, the appeal to this is the cars thing, so, but it does go kind of fast outside for a little kid. Well, 40 miles per hour, so let's make sure everybody understands. But you that bank that not turn the, the same, well, yeah. it's still that turn, though. You bank that turn the same way test track, and that's pretty intense. It is, okay. Yeah, so it's just that last turn, I mean, it, it kind of up and down dips you, kind of the way, you know, Splash Mountain that's, does that one dip where it kind of dips you twice. I don't know if you well, and that. actually, at a slower speed, that turn could feel yeah. more intense because it doesn't push you into the seat the same way. Right, the the whatever the, what do you call it? the centrifugal forces yeah. or G forces? Yeah, G forces. Yeah, sorry, I'm not a but, scientist. Basically. I was just gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna say, um, I know why they have a height requirement because you, your body has to be a certain dimension, otherwise you can't safely fit the seatbelt and all that jazz. It's right. not necessarily for an age reason, but. 
Um, my three-year-old, she's pretty tall. In fact, I think she can almost get to the point where she can ride Space Mountain now, which is wow. she's three. So it's, yeah. you know, that's that right there. And if she, obviously I'm not going to, if it's, you know, if it's like a dinosaur ride, I wouldn't take her on that, even if she could ride the, yeah. with the height requirement. But, you know, depending on the, so, you know, it's cars, obviously young kids are into cars. So I assume they try to, you know, as long as the kid can reach the height, any age really is probably what I would say. I guess yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm guessing because of the cars thing. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. Uh, we talked about this, but let's talk about, um, you said how long the wait was typically. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that, but then on top of that tips, uh, besides single rider, anything else? Uh, just get fast pass early. Uh, yeah, get yeah. fast pass as soon as rope drop. And that's the only way to avoid the line is those those two ways: a single rider or get that fast pass. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna be in an hour line. If you can handle that, you know, play games with your family or whatever, then go ahead. But I uh. think the only way to go on it without much of a line is like you know midnight, like right before it closes, or maybe okay. even during of color. Or the last World of Color. Oh, yeah. see, the problem is World of Color always is after the park closes. Uh, so if the park closes at, say, uh, 9, usually World of Color is at, like, 9.15. Yeah, but are people already getting seated and stuff? So that pulls some of the crowd away? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. But, you know, I've never been back there during that time. You know, I should go look maybe during a World of Color and check it out. So, But you okay. really, it doesn't, it doesn't usually move, you know? Okay, and... Also, um, you know, we do extra magic hours. Disney World, it's called, what is it, Magic Mornings or Early Mornings or something? Yes, yeah, Extra Magic Morning, yes. Okay, so, and if that, obviously, if that's going on, then you know yes, people are... Right, but the thing is, that's the thing, is the Fast Passes do not open until... Ah, wait. Park. Yeah, wait, 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 so what? The that fast line pass? can be long before you even get into the park if that has the Extra Magic Hour. Wow, that's, yeah. that's really? different. That's different, because yeah. well, at Disney World before Fast Pass Plus, you could get a Fast Pass as soon as you got there. So yeah, I think they do it to make it fair to the guests coming in, maybe or I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay, so that wow, eye opening there. That's yeah, something to let be me aware let of. me let me check that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case because I mean, you'd think they'd just be gone or there would already be a line there before people get in. That's just kind of disheartening. But then again, maybe that's why there's a line, but I'm pretty sure they're off before everybody gets in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll report back to that maybe on another show or something. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll make sure, guys, yeah. so listeners just hold tight I'm for sure on that one. Yeah. Okay. Any tips in writing this attraction in terms of um, seat comfort, you know, being comfortable in the seat, anything to deal with? I don't know. No, it's it, actually pretty comfortable. You're kind of deep in the sea, and it doesn't really bounce you around too much. Okay. You do it. Do what you said with the what is it? Your center of gravity and stuff, and you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Can you? Do you know? And this is an interesting question. I didn't think about. If you have a bag with you, can you take the bag with you on the ride? I yes, they have pouches in front of you, I believe. Okay. I'm pretty yes. sure, or you can put them by your feet. I'm pretty sure there's room for it. Okay. Actually, and you know what? I don't. I don't know. Like a huge bag. Nah, they don't. Uh, they don't say. They, like a big honestly, backpack. Honestly, they don't say to put your things in lockers or anything. There's none of that there. Well, I've stuffed that huge backpack between my legs on test track, so it can't be any worse than that. Yeah, and then they let you, right? So it's probably yeah. the same rules. Yeah, they didn't yeah, stop me. Probably the exact same rules. Yeah. Okay, I was just thinking Indiana Jones probably has the same thing because Dinosaur, I'm pretty sure, has a pouch too. Yeah, that's so. a good. That's a good question though, because honestly. Let's, I mean, let's bring up Universal for a second. They don't have their bag things together. Right. You know what I mean, it's always a pain in the butt to kind of do it there. Right. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right. We talked about disabled guests. Yeah. That's all my questions. And unless we want to describe anything more for the listener. Well, the, well, honestly, let me describe the cars. The cars are really cool looking. You know how in the movie they kind of stand up a little bit and move up and down and. But they still seem like giant heavy cars. The animatronics in this ride are really, really amazing. They're they're cutting edge. They look really good. Yeah, I've noticed oh, yeah. that. Are they? Like with Doc and the rest of them with the moving mouths. 
Is that? Oh a, yeah. Is it a video or how? Are... No. Okay. I think only. Um, let's see. Lightning McQueen and Sally were kind of their mouths don't have like a defined point. Those are kind of projections. But like Doc and the, what is it, the cop? And then even like uh, the hippie car and then the the Sarge the motor car and even Mater. They're all movable mouths and they move really good. I'm. I think Mater's mouth. I don't know if you've seen the video of Mater. It's just really amazing looking. They look really good. They blink. I mean, I can't even describe how good they look. They look awesome. I gotta be honest. Um, when I first saw the video of uh, Doc and all those animatronics, it reminded me of the same uh, uh, advanced animatronics that the Mr. Potato Head had from Toy Story. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and they use kind of both the, the kind of light light up eyes effect and then the mouth. The mouth, I just like the mouths. They look really like articulate. Like they can say syllables and you can tell which syllable they're saying. Yeah, yeah it moves perfectly with the words. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't have any of the sync issues. I mean, I was blown away the first time that I saw the video of them. I couldn't believe it. Especially too. I mean, they're perfect recreations of what you see in the movie. Yeah, absolutely, and like how they move and everything, kind of how, you know, how they kind of jump up a little bit on their front two wheels and back, and they have all the same movements. That's what I thought. I was really impressed by the way they moved. And then, let me describe this kind of on the ride. Um, you go into the town, and then you have like a fork in the road, and either you go to Luigi's Tires or you go to Ramon's and get painted. So you have a part of the ride that kind of is, you know, different every time you can go on it. So that part's really neat. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that. I knew that there were two parts, but I thought that it just split you out right before the end or something. Well, one side is that's your other. That's the other racer goes to one side, then you go to the other side, and then when you come out of that, then you start racing. So then you end up right next to each other. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. And so I know too they used to have a curtain between you before you would take off, and sometimes the curtain would open, and you could see the other racers on the other side. Is that still there, or is it just a wall between uh, the two? No, they don't. Yeah, I don't. You can't see the other car. It, what's funny is, usually the other car is already there, or you're waiting for that car, or something, because Luigi's just kind of talking to you, you know. So I think the one car, one car is always on the left, and one car is always on the right. You know what I mean? So the one on the right will always wait for the one on the left. So like his sequence is always going to be shorter. So I don't know. I, you can't really see the other racers honestly and you know what we should get into that before we play radio right audio um these are the who wins the race it's just random correct it has nothing to yeah, do it with it is randomized you, you don't know but they say everyone's a winner at the end that's right cool yeah yeah and it's not like you're really blown away by the other car i've seen that oh no it's times. it's probably really it's really short yeah good okay well, are we ready to play audio? Yes, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I think I got a little bit of the cue music in here, and it sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like twangy country music. It just, it yes, kind of it's perfect. It just reminds yeah. you of if you were in the town. We could do an entire many shows on just the town, Cars Land itself. I think it's amazing. So We should, we should. Okay, well, let's uh, uh, get on to the ride audio and enjoy.
and enjoy a relaxing drive beautiful Ornament Valley. Amigos, no olviden ajustarse sus cinturones de seguridad y permanecer sentados. Así es. Se ve muy bien.
All right, that's great audio. Sounds like a blast, and I can't wait to get out there and jump on board of Radio Springs Racers and see what this thing is actually like. I've watched videos and seen pictures, and it just looks amazing to me. Yeah, I, I agree, and while I'm glad it's in Disneyland, I wonder if all the rumors that it eventually coming to Walt Disney World will ever be true or if it's just going to stay over there, but it's fine. I think it's a great place and a great fit over there and great attraction. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I go back and forth on that. I'd almost rather see them put something else in uh, Hollywood Studios other yep, than just exactly. duplicating Cars Land. If I want to see it, I'll go out and see it out there. So. Yeah, exactly. And we got Star Wars now. To- oh, DCA really needs it, guys. You have no idea what that thing is the park. I mean, it's a completely different park now. Yeah, cool. um, I have to tell you, Cameron took me on a FaceTime walking tour of much of DCA. And that place is amazing, just to see it and go through it. And, of course, he took me into Condor Flats. And, of course, I, I would love to see Condor Flats. I know to most people, they probably think, well, it's not really that big a deal. But I don't know. I'm, I love aeronautics, and so Condor Flats to me just seems like if it's not a really great, great place, it could be. So, anyway. Okay. Cool. We'll wrap Sounds things great. up for uh, this show. Hey, I'm, before we close the show, I'm going to make a plug for the Disney Daily, whatever you call it, Daily Disneyland, Disney, whatever Disneyland video. Daily. Yeah, on uh, YouTube.com slash These Amazing Places. I just, we, we mentioned it in the show, but we mentioned it last show. I just thought if anybody's listening to this show, hadn't listened to last show, check it out. Uh, I think it's some cool stuff, good ideas, and Cameron's, again, capturing some great stuff. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. Catch you all next week. All right, bye. Have a good one. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by the fun folks at theseamazingplaces.com. Thanks for listening.